Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What is going on, Bills Mafia? Victory Monday will be upon us soon enough. And I've already got a super chat. <laughs> I haven't even started the show, and I got a super chat. So I might as well, straight from the top of this, actually, you know, before I do that, I get asked often about the intro music that is on the live show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. That is my old band. That is me singing. So if you have not heard it before, or if you're not sure or whatever, if you're like, boy, that kind of sounds familiar, that is me singing. So off the top, just for everybody watching me live, and I'm going to jump to this before I even start a show, Matthew Montgomery, because you're my guy. Uh, I brought you on last year at the end of the season in my final show uh, as, as with Buffalo Fanatics, and uh, we're going to start this show with you, my dude. The Bills won by 40. And I feel like we left at least 21 points out there. 21, I would probably count 28. That's just me. This D is legit. We played a vanilla offense because we didn't want to put anything special on tape for the Kansas City game. First of all, Matt, thank you for being a part of the show. Uh, second of all, thank you for the super chat. You were the man. Third of all, I agree with some of what you just said, and I disagree a little bit. And I'll get to all of that here shortly. Uh, however, I have to start the show, my guy. I have to start the show. <laughs> so I appreciate you jumping in early and uh, being and contributing to the show content-wise. But um, yeah, you are listening to the Overreaction post-game show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings multicast network i'm your host i am the voice of the overreaction post game show my name is joe miller you can find me as always on twitter at joe miller wired and we will discover who the market dominator is here shortly who is uh, the proud sponsor and i'll be honest with you i'm excited to have him as a sponsor as well uh uh quick update on the market dominator he has turned the corner john is starting to feel better much better uh after having about with covid so john is feeling he's on the men's so that's good but uh we'll get to that later Excited that you guys are here, whether you are, uh, as I always say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work on Victory Monday, possibly Victory Tuesday, maybe even Victory Wednesday. If you've got a lot of content to consume and you don't get to me till Wednesday, or if you're watching me live right now on YouTube, Facebook or Twitter, let me just say one more time. Welcome. It's super good to have you do me a favor 
If you are watching on YouTube, please, if you have not yet, subscribe to the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel. We've got a lot of great content coming to you every single week between uh, the shows that I do, The Time to Shine, this show, The Off Tackle with John Fina Show, to The Code of Conduct, to The Food for Thought, to The Hump Day Hotline. A lot of great content coming at you. Uh, subscribe to the, to, the, to the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube. Also, we are Super Chat Live. What that means is if you want to get my attention and you want me to read a comment or a question, just like Matthew Montgomery did, my guy Matt did, it's going to show up like that. This is a podcast. It's a podcast recording. It, I, I'm not ignoring you. I say this every single week. I'm doing my best to get through my content, and I have a crap ton of content that I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get all the way through. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to get started as people have piled into the comments section and piled into the show. I appreciate every single one of you just being here with me. High-level summary of this football game. Warm, rainy day in Orchard Park. So the rain that, uh, if, you're, if you've are if you got the, the Sunday night football game on in the background right now, the rain that they're getting right now is the rain that was with us for the last couple of days. Warm, rain. Uh, yes, it was quote-unquote monsooning. Not really. Smaller raindrops. Not really Florida tropical type rain. More annoying rain, but rain nonetheless. Um, I enjoy it. I like warm, rainy days, but uh, that's what we had today here in Buffalo, New York. What was, was that a surprise? No, the rain was not a surprise. We knew what the weather was going to be. I talked about it yesterday on the time to shine. However, there was a gigantic surprise in this football game. That surprise being that the Buffalo Bills made a huge change or huge changes, plural, on their offensive line. What traditionally we had seen was Deion Dawkins, uh, uh, Feliciano, Mitch Morse, right? Cody Ford, and then and Darrell Williams. We knew that Feliciano was going to be out for this football game as we had kind of gotten alerted to that from, from Coach McDermott on Friday. We find out through just some people at the stadium who got in early and some of the other press guys, beat guys, had posted out there that the starting defense, or I should say offensive line was Dawkins, Ike Butker, Mitch Morse, Darrell Williams, and Spencer Brown, which was a huge surprise. So the, the Buffalo Bills at that, at that point had benched Cody Ford. And what was interesting to me about that is upon benching Cody Ford, sliding Williams inside, and then putting Brown on the outside, who is a massive human being, an incredible athletic specimen, I was very surprised that they didn't put Ford in for Feliciano. So what does that tell you? It tells you that Brown has played his way onto this starting lineup. Ford has played his way off of this starting lineup. And Bucker apparently at this point in time, is valued a little bit more so than even Cody Ford. Coach McDermott said in his post-game presser today that they're always looking to make the team better. They're always working to make the team better, and this was one of those cases where they felt things were going to be better. And I'll be honest with you, from what I saw from this offensive line today, I'm intrigued. I'm a little bit excited. I'm a little bit excited. Apparently, people are talking about the rain <laughs> in the comment section and domes and stuff like that. We'll get to it. Cheers, Bills Mafia. We'll get to it. Cheers to Victory Monday. I'm going to be honest with you guys for a second. Some of y'all need to make a decision. That's what I said. Some of you guys and girls listening to me right now need to make a decision on whether you are on the Josh Allen bandwagon or you are off the Josh Allen bandwagon. And frankly, I would put it this way. 
If you're on the Josh Allen bandwagon, we can be friends. We can absolutely 1,000% be friends. We can talk. We can chat. We can have conversations about the Buffalo Bills. We can have conversations about uh, Super Bowl potential and hype and MVP potential. And we can talk about just, you know, what this offense looks like. We can talk about the good. We can talk about the bad. We can talk about the not so great. We can talk about a day like today where, you know what, maybe it does make sense if we've got a precision offense with a big quarterback that I want to find some way to maybe protect him with a dome so that I don't have to worry about the weather, even though the weather has been a ginormous advantage for the Buffalo Bills for a very long time. However, if you are not on the Josh Allen bandwagon, I would just politely request that you leave my Twitter mentions, that you leave my shows, that you leave, just, just check yourself out. Like just exit stage right and walk off because Josh Allen throws a bad pass. Josh Allen starts his football game and we'll get there when we get to the quarter breakdowns. Josh Allen throws a bad pass, gets intercepted. And literally, it was almost instantaneous, the amount of people that were piling on Josh Allen in a, in a negative light. I'm just going to tell you this. If one bad pass is all that it takes for some of you to jump off of the Josh Allen bandwagon, you, you find another team. Quarterbacks throw interceptions. Quarterbacks fumble the football. They hold the football. A quarterback gets the quarterback in the center touch the football more than any other players in the like on the team combined. There was actually a, a center quarterback exchange today that was fumbled. We've seen that happen one of the time with Mitch Morse. Thanksgiving Day. Everybody's aware of what happened. Josh Young grabbed the ball, forced his way into a first down. This time he just couldn't get a hold of it and he fell on it. But quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. Quarterbacks, hello, are going to throw bad interceptions. Some of us sit out here and we expect the quarterback to complete, at least a Buffalo Bills quarterback, to complete every single pass attempt that they make. And every pass should be 25 yards or longer, if not bombs. A quarterback should come out and be 45 of 45 every single pass, 50 yards down the field. And if they're not doing that, somehow that quarterback sucks. I told you he sucks. Let's be realistic for a minute. We, we, we have the pleasure. We have the pleasure as Bill's Mafia right now after 20 years of quarterback purgatory to be watching every single Sunday an MVP caliber quarterback. A guy that is, is, has already taken this team one game from the Super Bowl is electrifying to watch both in the good and the bad. And some of y'all are acting like he's got Peterman on the back panel of his jersey. He's Josh Mother Truckin' Allen. He's not Nathaniel Peterman. I'm going to read you something. And I had to do some research because I'm old. And I specifically remember watching this football game. But I wanted to make sure that I remembered it right. Because so often we don't, right? We get older and we think we remember what we saw, but we don't. And like things get skewed and blah, 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 blah. But there was a Monday night football game a very, very, very long time ago, actually in 1991. And this was, this was, this was, these were the words written in the sports section of a newspaper, actually not in Buffalo. 
The mild concussion Jim Kelly sustained a week earlier seemed to bother him for a while on Monday night. But the Cincinnati Bengals coach, Sam Weich, was just plain bothered. The Bengals, who had played to a, a zero, an 0-7 start, they were bad. Back then, they were called the Bungles. Were too shaken to take advantage of Kelly's early confusion. He threw three first-quarter interceptions. Jim Kelly played a game on Monday Night Football in primetime. His first three passes were interceptions. I believe one or two of them were pick sixes. But he wound up throwing five touchdown passes. The result was a 35-16 to victory by the Bills in a game punctuated by Weich's spontaneous jaunt into the end zone. What I'm trying to relay to you is if we could figure out a way in our tiny brains as a bunch of overreacting fans, which we are, and I am one too, to a point, to not lose our ever-loving minds when Josh Allen throws a bad interception, life around Bill's Mafia would be a whole lot better. And if this hurts your feelings, I don't care. If I lose a couple listeners or a couple viewers, I don't care. Because there's a great deal of the people that jump on Josh Allen from a fumble, the people that jump on Josh Allen for an interception, the people that jump on Josh Allen for missing on a deep pass, make this whole thing not fun. And I'm kind of over it, right? I'm just over it. So if that's you, stop, please, just stop. I said last year, I said it at the beginning of this year. I'm 48 years old. I remember the heyday. I'm now friends, very good friends, with the offensive tackle from that team in John Fina. And I literally spent my childhood, my high school and college years, just kind of willy-nilly expecting that it was going to last forever, and it didn't with Jim Kelly and that football team. I told you guys last year, I've told you at the beginning of this year, I'm going to tell you again, enjoy this. This is a privilege. Enjoy every single freaking minute of having number 17 taking snaps behind that offensive line. He is special. He is a special player. And oh, by the way, he's not perfect. And he also has not arrived. What do you mean he hasn't arrived? What I mean is he's going to make mistakes. He's still growing as an NFL football player and a quarterback. If I could just get every single member of Bill's Mafia to enjoy this. Because at some point in time, you're going to get on the bandwagon anyway, and you're going to have lost four or five years of watching this kid play and savoring it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Take every single moment and record the games and watch them back two or three times. It's special. Gone are the days of Kelly Holcomb and J.P. Lossman, and Trent Edwards, and I love Alex Van Pelt, but gone are the days of Alex Van Pelt, and Todd Collins, and Rob Johnson, and you might be a Doug Flutie fan. Josh Allen is a thousand times better than Doug Flutie. Gone are the days of Uncle Rico and the stash. Gone are the days of 
pick a quarterback that is in here, Cardale Jones, and all these guys that we thought were going to be the saviors of this football team, we have the guy. He's the guy. Enjoy it. Revel in it. Brag to your friends about it. Buy a freaking jersey. Tattoo JA-17 on your body somewhere. Am I saying he's going to the Hall of Fame? No, I'm not going to predict that, but you know what? It's not outside the realm of possibility when you consider that Pat Mahomes, right, is already being considered the greatest quarterback of his generation, and Josh Allen is right there with him. Every breath that these people take in the national media when they talk about Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen's name is right behind it. If we could just stop. If we could just stop. I love this. Thank you for the super chat, Eric. Thank you for being a part of the show. Eric says there are 25 plus other teams who would love to have Josh. It's probably more than that. Kansas City would not. The Green Bay Packers would love to have Josh Allen on their bench right now because guess what? Aaron Rodgers ain't going to be there for very long. The Chargers would probably take Justin Herbert. Outside of that, I mean, what are we talking about? Do you think the Seattle Seahawks would rather have Josh Allen than, than Russell Wilson? I, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe the Cardinals. I mean, I like Ky Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray hasn't exactly done Josh Allen things yet. He's also one year behind him or two years behind him. Regardless, I digress. So that that is, I'm imploring you. That is that is where I'm going to stop on this train for right now. I just I'm just going to stop by imploring you to just enjoy, enjoy this, what for whatever it takes, enjoy this, enjoy this. I digress. This football game was fun. I have a ton of camera. I, I have a ton of stuff. I've got a ton of content and. uh I'm not as hyped up as I was yesterday, but I've got a ton of content. Or yesterday, I was not as hyped up as I was last week, but I've got a ton of content from a game that like looked like there wasn't a lot to it. There was some stumbling and some fumbling, and the weather was kind of out there, and the Bills crushed them, which we all kind of expected, but it took us a minute to get there. But I got a lot of little things, and I don't know if I'm going to get to all of it. I'm going to try. Big notes from me. Dude, the bodies were slamming in this football game. They were hitting each other hard. There was no real let up. It was fantastic, like, watching this football game and watching these guys go at each other. I will say this. This defense for the Buffalo Bills is different. We love the, the phrase built different, and this defense right now is built different. We're going to find out exactly how different Sunday night at 820 against the Kansas City Chiefs. And to that point, Matt Milano is a concern right now. We don't know right how injured matt milano is some re some pre, not preview some uh replays that i saw uh showed i think it was trent williams pushed him in the back and may have injured him and actually was riding him in the back and there's some ideas out there that on the play that he got hurt that that was maybe what hurt him i don't know we don't know to the extent that he is hurt we know that he's had hamstring injuries in the past i believe at the end of the day matt milano not being in the lineup is a big deal Matt Milano flashes all the time, whether it's because he's great or it's because he's aided by all the other people in the defense doing their jobs, the defensive line, 
Tremaine Edmonds, the safeties. I can't tell you. I just know that right now, despite what Tiki Barber thinks, <laughs> Matt Milano, or I should say AJ Klein, is not Matt Milano. They are not interchangeable characters. AJ Klein, I like AJ Klein. I've loved, not loved, I've liked AJ Klein since the Buffalo Bills discovered how to game plan him and utilize him in their defense last year. It took them about eight games, but they finally figured it out. But make no mistake, Tiki, Tiki Barber, right? AJ Klein is not Matt Milano. So we're going to hope that the Buffalo Bills pulled him out just kind of precautionary. Maybe he could have stayed in. He could have strapped it up or something and taped it up. And But him not being in that, not being available for the Chiefs game is going to be a little bit concerning. It doesn't mean it's a loss. It just means it's concerning. Early on in this football game, the Texans, in my opinion, just had no answer for the Buffalo Bills defensive line. Very similar for me to what the Steelers did against us. We just didn't really have an answer. And what's funny to me, and I called this yesterday in the Time to Shine show in my early notes in my monologue. I said, I expect the Bills to have moments where they're going to go after uh, uh, Davis Mills in this football game and kind of get him rattled all over the place. And then there's going to be other times where they just stand up and kind of like and, and corral him and keep him in the pocket. And the Bills did that in the second half. They kind of just, you know what, dude, third rounder from Stanford, 13th start <laughs> between college and high school. I think it was on the broadcast. Go ahead. Try to beat us in the rain in Buffalo with 72,000 screaming maniacs in the stands. And it worked. That kid was rattled all game. He was rattled all game. I don't want to say deer in the headlights rattled. He wasn't, he wasn't Sam Darnold seeing ghosts out there, but he was rattled. It was a lot of fun to watch that defense play football today. I was really excited about Dawson Knox. We've talked about Dawson Knox every single week. The kid has turned the corner. He's another one. There's a lot of you that are down on uh, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, who is like rounding that corner. There's a lot of you that have been down on Dawson Knox. He has turned the corner. Clearly, we talked a little bit about Josh Allen. The regression crap that we kind of put to bed last week. Loving what I'm seeing from Dawson Knox. He scored a touchdown in every single game this year and had two today. And the touchdown he had was brilliant. We're going to talk about that real quick here in a minute. And I'll be honest with you, as much as the Bills left a lot of points on the board, they had some trouble early on in this football game trying to get into the end, end zone. It's probably a good thing the Bills didn't convert touchdowns on those because we would have put like 70 points on them. Imagine taking 12 off and putting on 28 from 40. The most encouraging thing about this football game is the Bills won 40 to 0 bagel. And they didn't play great. I don't think anybody, any of us walked away from that game going like we did last week. Holy crap. They played great. They didn't play great. Weather was a factor, right? The O-line shuffle was probably a factor. Let me let me rephrase that. They played great on defense. They played fantastic on defense and special teams. So they cleaned up the special teams from last week. The defense is lights out. The offense didn't play great. That should make you excited. <laughs> that should make you as a Buffalo Bills fan, you should be triggering on the fact that they won 40 to nothing after winning 35 to nothing against the Dolphins in another game that they didn't play great. You should be losing your minds right now. 
You should be pulling your best Will Ferrell from old school and streaking around your block because the Buffalo Bills won 40 to zero on a day that the offense didn't play great. The Buffalo Bills have outscored opponents through four games, 134 to 44. 134 to 44. And at the end of the first quarter of the season, the Bills are three and one, which is freaking fantastic. Jessica Tennis comes into the show with a super chat. Thank you so much. Early WGR pregame show called The Complainers. <laughs> it would probably get a lot of listeners. I don't know if they still do the whiner line or not, but uh, if they do a whiner line still, I promise you there's some they're, they're stacked right now. When they get in on Monday morning, Jessica, they are stacked on the whiner line with people going, Josh Allen is a MVP quarterback throwing an interception on the first play of the game. I promise you, regardless of what his stat line ended up being, 69%, two touchdowns, <laughs> right? But because he threw one interception, first play of the game, and it was a bad one. It was a bad throw. We don't know what happened. We don't know if he, it was a high low, it was a high low read. He hit a low guy, he had a high guy. Uh, from a concept standpoint, threw it right in the middle, threw it right to the defender. We don't know if the ball came out wrong. We don't know if it slipped. We don't know anything. We just know that it got picked off. And it was ugly. It was a bad pick. Josh Allen must suck. That's what the winer line would say. I'm having fun with you guys right now. You guys are awesome. I appreciate everybody that's, that's, that's in here, in, in the show with me right now live. And I appreciate the thousands of you that are going to Every week, as always, listen to this. I don't know why you guys listen to me, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys. Just so you know. Story of this football game. Uh, there were there were basically two points in this football game from a story standpoint that I've got. First, this is the big thing for me. And tomorrow on the Off Tackle with John Fina show, his story of this game is going to be more my second part, my 1B. My 1A is different than my 1B, and I would venture to guess that tomorrow my 1B is going to be John's 1A. So if you're not doing anything tomorrow, we're going to have a lot to talk about at 9 o'clock with John Fina because this offensive line got shuffled and we chatted for a little bit and he had a lot to say to me. And I was like, slow down, brother. I'm just a fan. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never played offensive line. When I played football in high school, didn't play offensive line. So just chill, chill down for a second. So tomorrow, if you are really interested in what was going on on that offensive line, what we saw, what happened, what happened and why, 9 o'clock right here, same place, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. It'll drop as a pot on Tuesday, Victory Tuesday, off tackle with John Fino. Regardless, my 1A story of the game is this. The question we all need answered, and we're going to get that answer in seven days. Seven days and probably two hours. Have the Buffalo Bills improved enough to compete with the Chiefs? Have they closed the gap? And I'll be honest with you, judging by this game, we just don't know yet. We know that we've got a defense that's playing stupid football right now. It's in the comments section. I see you guys talking about it. This defense is playing historical defense right now. I, I think I saw on Twitter the last two times that a team, an NFL team, shut out two opponents, I think in the first four weeks, was 1991, the Washington Redskins, who won the Super Bowl, and 2009, the Baltimore Ravens, who, oh, by the way, won the Super Bowl. 
That's the company the Buffalo Bills defense is living in right now. Now, is it sustainable? We don't know. The Buffalo Bills have clearly not played great quarterbacks yet this year, right? They haven't played what I would consider complete teams. So first story of the game, what we saw, have the Bills improved enough to compete with the Chiefs? We don't know right now. We're going to find out. However, this is the part that I loved, and I said this again on Saturday. I expected the Bills to put a lot of stuff on tape in this football game to basically throw more stuff at the Chiefs to have to prepare for, which is a competitive advantage, and they did just that. The Bills put a lot of stuff on tape, specifically, particularly with the run game. The run game was alive. It was was large and in charge in this football game, and it was great to see. And the best part about what we're seeing in this Buffalo Bills football team is we're at a point where this team, if one side needs picked up, it can be done. They're playing complementary football. And what I mean by that is we know this offense, if the defense is flailing, if the defense is not playing well, the offense can light it up and do what they need to do to cover the defense. We saw it almost all of 2020, specifically in the first half. Now, conversely, We're seeing the defense in what we would, I would venture, I would say it this way. 2021 is more in tune with what a real season is like than 2020 was. 2020 is the outlier year where defenses did not come out week one in front of offenses. We're seeing this Bill's offense still kind of struggle to find itself a little bit. That's not abnormal. Generally speaking, teams that come out early in a normal season on fire, 2006 Buffalo Bills, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that was the year. Maybe it was later than that, 2011. They were on fire, and then teams caught up to them. They were they were, they were, were an aberration. They weren't real. This football team is real. The question is, is when? Was it 2011? I don't even know. Chris Jenke, if Chris Jenke's in the room, he probably knows when. You know what I'm talking about. The year that uh, Fitzy got his, his big uh, his big contract. I think they were 4-0 or 5-0 or something like that. That was not a real situation. That, that offense came out in front of everybody, and the defense is caught up and, and shut them down. Generally speaking, defenses are out in front early. Offenses have to kind of catch up. That's what the Bills are. So all that to say this, the Bills' defense is capable at this point of picking up the offense and shutting teams down when they need to, which is incredible. They're playing complimentary football, which is what you want if you want to go to a Super Bowl and win because everything changes when you make the playoffs and then you end up in the Super Bowl, especially against a team like the Buccaneers or the Rams or I don't know how, but somehow the Cardinals beat the Rams this weekend. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun. But it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. 
When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Second, 1B for me, story of this football game. And this is going to be hit a lot tomorrow. The wholesale changes on this offensive line. What does it mean? What will we see going forward? I just don't know. But when I look at what I saw today, Dawkins was solid. Ike Bucker, in my opinion, was somewhat solid. Was he lights out? No. But he was solid. They did great in the run game. Pass game takes a little finessing and time to get used to each other. Mitch Morse, you didn't even hear his name called, which to me, when you're on the offensive line, means you played solid. If you don't hear the guy's name, that's usually a good thing. Daryl Williams was moving human beings in the run game on the offensive line today. And if we could just like give a little golf clap, right, to, to Spencer Brown, that, that kid is an athletic freak. He he does he's six foot eight or nine. I don't know how tall he is. He's a monster. He doesn't even look like an offensive lineman. He looks like a gigantic tight end. He's got monster like monster thighs. He's narrow around the waist, and he's and he, he hasn't even grown into his frame yet. I don't even know what to expect from this kid in four years. What a draft pick, Spencer Brown. What a draft pick. Crazy. Crazy. So those are my two stories of the game. Jumping into the quarter breakdowns. I'm going to run through these as fast as I can because we're running out of time. First quarter opened. The, the first quarter of this football game opened with the weirdest sequence based off of what our expectations were. <laughs> right. Versus what we saw. The Texans, right? They get the first possession penalty, dropped football. They, get, they can't get anything going. They punt the ball to us. Josh Allen, we already talked about it. First pass out of the gate, interceptions. Like, what is going on? I thought we solved these problems, Josh, right? Allen picked off, bad pass, first play. Texans get the ball back on the Bills 13. The Bills shut them down. They house them, four and out, turnover on downs. What were they thinking? Why would you not kick a field goal? I, I get what Tiki Barber said, that, like, you've got nothing to lose. You kind of do. You have the football game to lose. That game might play out different. They kick a field goal right there. Instead, they give the, bill, the, the Bills the ball back. It was a the Buffalo Bills. It, it, the whole that whole sequence was just crazy. Kind of going. You've got the you get the fourth down stop on the tip ball by Jerry Hughes. I think that was that play. The Bills get the ball back. They go three and out. They punt at that point in time. You're like, oh my gosh, it's like three quarters of the way through the first quarter, and this is like becoming a battle of field position in a in a in a in a monsoon. Then Davis Mills is picked by Tremaine Edmonds, which was beautiful. And then the Bills at that point in time. The offense found themselves, and they did what the Bills' offense does. They drove down the field, and they punched it in. Josh Allen on that fourth and one from, I think they were on the 49 or the 48. You know, everybody in the world, and we're all thinking it. Josh, I, don't, I don't know if you caught Josh Allen's presser, post-game presser, but they asked him about it <laughs> because everybody's thinking quarterback dive, right? Quarterback sneak, you're sneak it, just stretch it over, get because that's what he's good at. He rarely ever gets beaten on that. 
And he literally said, I had to trust my instincts and my instincts showed me that I could make it around the edge. And sure enough, he did. So Josh Allen has this brilliant play that basically is a, he just took it himself and did it. He didn't ask. It wasn't drawn up. It wasn't scripted. It wasn't the play call. He was like, there's nobody standing over here. So I think I'm going to take the football and run that way. And that's literally what he did. One more thing the Kansas City Chiefs have to put on or have to prepare for that's on tape, even though it was an off script play. Picks up, I think it was 16 yards, longest run of the game. And then, man, oh, man, that the Josh Allen pass to Dawson Knox for the first touchdown of the game. It's amazing to me that anybody that criticized Josh Allen for that first throw interception didn't immediately come back and apologize across all of social media, whether you're in a Facebook group or you're on Twitter or wherever you're at, sitting in a room with just that curmudgeon dude that has to complain about everything Josh Allen does. That pass to Dawson Knox was brilliant. That was very, if, if any of you ever get a chance to go back and watch Jim Kelly stuff, the way that he pumped that ball and brought it down and brought it back up and then changed and shifted and then hit Dawson Knox because he cleared, was unbelievable. It was a fantastic play. And I I would love he had digs. If I think it was digs on the other side, he had digs. He could have completed the ball, but I think he caught Knox flashing in front of his face and knew that side of the field was open. And obviously uh it was uh Christian Kirksey crashed down when he pumped it and and and, and Kirksey jumped to his left, which left Knox Knox completely wide open uh as he ran by him. It was a brilliant play. Freaking brilliant play. That to me made up for the last three interceptions of Josh has thrown three this year that made up for the last three interceptions. It was a beautiful play. I, I, I'm, I'm pining over it because it was incredible. And I want you guys to see and appreciate throws like that. Cause that's not normal, especially you, you watched a football game where literally Davis mills brought the ball back and pumped it into his hand and dropped the football. You all remember that, right? It was the first series. Brought the ball back, brought it back in, hit his, palmed it, came back out, and dropped the football. Josh Allen stroked the ball down and didn't lose the grip on the ball, then pumped it again, turned his body, and hit da a streaking Dawson Knox, who was wide open. The kid is special. He's not perfect. He's not mistake-free. He's special. Special. That quarter ended, though, very different than what we thought. I, I was wholly expecting the Buffalo Bills to be up 14-0, 21-0 at the end of the first quarter. I was expecting to see Mitch Trubisky start the second half in this football game. And, oh, by the way, <laughs> uh, the announcers were garbage in this football game. And by announcers, I specifically mean Tiki. And I like Tiki Barber. Tiki Bar I loved his show with his brother Rondé on Sirius NFL Radio when he was doing the barbershop with Rondé. It was great. But there was one point where, like, Josh Allen, like, threw a ball out of bounds. He threw it away. It was, like, I think it was his second or third pass. He throws the ball away. It's 15 yards over the receiver's head. And Tiki's like, he didn't even come close to hitting that guy. I don't know where he was throwing that. He was throwing it out of bounds, Tiki. Tom Brady throws that ball, and it's like, clearly he's throwing that football away. Josh Allen throws it, and Tiki's like, oh, that was a horrible pass. It wasn't a pass, bro. Relax. There was one point in the game I was like, can we, I tweeted, I was like, can we fire Tiki Barber right now? And then the broadcast lost 
Tiki Barber and Beth, I forget, Moden, I think her name is, which was fantastic. It was just great to watch literally the entire third quarter and half of the fourth quarter without listening to Tiki Barber say stupid stuff like AJ Klein is an equal like swap out for Matt Milano. Like, just stop talking, bro. Just stop. Second quarter. I got to keep going or I'm going to get stuck here. We're going to be on this thing for an hour and a half. We're all going to miss this football game. The Bucks game, by the way, the Bucks Patriots game I'm talking about for those of you that are listening later. The second quarter, Allen, you know, he's he's doing a great job evading evading pressure. His eyes are downfield. He hits that long ball to Stephon Diggs. That was a huge Josh Allen play. Boogie Basham gets his first career sack, and he was relentless on the play. 13 nothing. The Bills turn it over on downs just inside of two minutes. Hyde then uh, gets that interception. What a great pick that was after it was tipped by A.J. Klein. Three field goals later, the Buffalo Bills enter halftime 16 to nothing. This is an important note. The Texans offense finished the first half with minus 23 net passing yards. <laughs> they had one completion for three yards, and he was sacked three times for a loss of 26 yards. They had minus 23 net passing yards. In freaking sane. <laughs> Unbelievable. Third quarter comes out, and the Bills literally just got methodical. They just turned into the what the Buffalo Bills do. It, there's an aspect in the NFL, and, and Cully is one of those head coaches where he wants the, the opposing team to go on a 10, 12, 14-play drive in hopes that they're going to make a mistake. The Bills do 10, 12, 14-play drive, drives all the time and don't make mistakes, and that's what ended up happening in the third quarter. The Bills just got methodical. It, it literally was to the point where I looked down, the third quarter ended, because we we're in the middle of the technical difficulty thing. So like it was weird. And I was listening to Nate Burleson and some of the guys talk third quarter ends. And I don't have a single note for the third quarter. I'm like, Oh, whoops. <laughs> it was just the offense and the defense went about their business. They were just playing football, shutting down the Texans. Fourth quarter Dawson knocks on the second TD brilliant play from Josh Allen. He's got the option to run it, throw it, do whatever he wants to do. Linebacker bites, throws the ball straight over him. Dawson Knox has his second touchdown, of which he jumps into the end zone stands, and the, the fans won't let him go. Hilarious. 26-0. Josh, then later in that quarter, has the uh, the blitz beater uh, to Diggs. Uh, the, the, the dude picks up blitzes and knows what's happening. It's almost Matrix-esque at times with Josh Allen. Not every game. I know there's been times when he's been beaten by the blitz and it's been a struggle again he's not perfect but he's special there's times when it feels like he's just seeing the matrix like the ones and zeros in green are coming down as he's seeing the code you know the blitz is coming and the dude like literally chucks the ball to stefan Diggs. just knows where he's going to be in space unbelievable unbelievable zach moss punches it in from there then jaquan johnson gets his first pick third year player and they tack on the 15 for the personal foul after that. Then enter Mitch Trubisky, naked bootleg for a touchdown. M Mitch Trubisky is just like, we're going to start calling like, he's like, he glides when he runs. The dude just glides. Like, he's so smooth when he runs. It's fun to watch. Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills put this one away 40 to nothing. 40, 4-0 to nothing. That interception uh, by Medikevich to seal it was just incredible. Oh, by the way. 40 to nothing, hashtag wildest dreams land. If any of you are on Twitter, my guy Peyton 
has done me a solid at this point. If you go on Twitter, and it might actually work on Facebook too because he sent it to Tenor, who I think does all the gift stuff. If you type in Wildest Dreams Land with no spaces, that that gif, there's now a gif of Josh Allen in that moment when Medikevich, like intercepts the ball and Josh is like in utter disbelief. Like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And he gets really happy. So I now have a gif for Wildest Dreams Land, hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. Thanks to Peyton on Twitter. So, brother, you did me a solid. Appreciate you. Wrapping this thing up, the Buffalo Bills have outscored their opponents through four games, 134 to 44. As we talked about already, they're three and one through the first quarter of the season. I need to pull up the stats. Bills, Texans, this is me not doing the proper amount of work. Uh, I don't want the preview. I want the results. Sorry, I apologize. This is live radio. It is what it is. Stats for this football game, the Texans, Davis Mills, 11 to 21, under 50%. Well, just barely, maybe, maybe 50%, 84 yards, four interceptions. <laughs> Their stable of running backs includes, I think, three pro bowlers, Mark Ingram, six for 24, David Johnson, five of 21, Jordan Akins, not sure who he is, one for three. David, this, can we just stop and talk about this run defense for a moment? Good Lord. The Bills shut down Tredavious White, shut down Brandon Cooks in this football game, 5 of 47, 5 for 47, I should say. David Johnson was 3 for 27. Farrell Brown, 1 for 6. It just isn't great. Like, it was amazing what this Bills defense did to this Houston Texans team. Josh Allen, 20 of 29, 69% completions. Josh Allen, first throw of the game, throws a bad interception. Everybody's jumping up. Not everybody. A lot of people are jumping off the bandwagon, trying to make sure that they can make it as mean and ugly and jerky as possible. Then he finishes the game 20 of 29 for 69%, 248 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, a 103 rating. Yes, I deliberately paused right there. I mean, what do, you, what do you want from this kid? That's what you want to see. I said in the preview show yesterday, Time to Shine, that I felt like the Bills were going to have a 100-yard rusher. They didn't. They had several guys that had a lot of rushing yards, but they did not have one 100. They did rush for almost 200 yards. Devin Singletary was 14-79, 5.6. Zach Moss, 14-61, 4.4. Those are, those are big numbers, y'all. Like averages, 5.6, 4.4. Zach had the touchdown. Josh Allen was 6 of 41 for 6.8. Mitch Trubisky, 4 for 10. Emmanuel Sanders, 1 for 7. Reggie Gilliam, 1 for 1. I don't want to... Reggie Gilliam, that Reggie Gilliam one is probably something we could talk about, but it is what it is. I'm not going to I'm not gonna harp on that. Stephon Diggs in this football game finally showed up. Not And I don't mean that in a negative light. I mean, he finally got his game. 7 for 114. Emmanuel Sanders, 5 for 74. Dawson Knox, 5 for 37. Two touches. Touchdowns, Cole Beasley, two for 16. It was nice to see Beasley not necessarily worked in a football game, right? It just means that the Bills have the ability to move the ball around. It was great. Absolutely freaking great. Let's do this. Um, let's take, who's my player of the game? I'm getting to that. So, Matt, I've got a new segment in this show. It's Matthew Montgomery and uh, Amanda Davey. Have a great night. He's asking, Matthew Montgomery's asking me who my player was. I'm going to get there in a second. Before I do that, real quick, uh, I need to uh, throw this in here. This is uh, the a word from our sponsor. This is the market dominator, John Spazczyk. 
Hello, Bills Mafia, and welcome to the Overreaction Sports Podcast delivered to you by my good friend Joe Miller, The Voice. This is your show sponsor, The Market Dominator. That's right, it's me, John Spaschak, Associate Real Estate Broker with Keller Williams Realty. And I'm here tonight to talk about one thing, Joe's tagline or phrase that he's coined, Wildest Dreams Land. Folks, we are experiencing wildest dreams land with the Buffalo Bills. Don't take one day of it for granted. But I'm also here to tell you that we are experiencing wildest dreams land in real estate as well. And I'm here to tell you I've been working as hard as Josh Allen to bring you the absolute best, most excellent performance from a realtor that you will find in Western New York. And that's why we've had a tremendous amount of success. So with our cutting edge strategies and with our hard work, we wanna win for you in this super competitive market just the way that the Bills are winning day in and day out on the practice field and soon to be week in and week out on the game field. So folks, will you call me directly because I will answer my phone at 716-570-3298 if you're even thinking or considering about selling or buying a property. Go Bills. It's my guy, John Spaz. Check the market dominator, the uh, sponsor for the show. We got two segments left. The Dude Awards that Matthew Montgomery was just alluding to or inferring. The Dude Awards. And then I'm going to read the Mafia tweets, which is one of my favorite. There's actually something that I forgot to do when it came to stats. The Buffalo Bills. I got this from Anthony from Cover One uh, at Pro underscore Ant. The Buffalo Bills right now, just so you guys have this information, through four weeks. Third in points per game at 33.5. Second in points per game allowed at 11, which means there's somebody doing better, which is crazy. I don't know who that is, but holy crap. They're first in takeaways with 11, seven interceptions, four fumbles. Fewest yards per game, so they're number one in, in yards per game allowed with 216. And then weeks two through four are outscoring opponents 118 to 21 with two shutouts in those games. Team stats between the Texans and the Bills, and I'll leave you with stats on this one. The Texans had 109 total yards, 109 total yards. The Bills had 450, 61 passing yards for the Texans, 48 rushing yards, six first downs. They were one for nine on third downs. They had five turnovers, 10 penalties. The Buffalo Bills were 259, 251 rather for passing yards, 199 for rushing yards, 26 first downs, five of 12 on third downs, and they had one turnover. Dude awards. You ready? Matt Montgomery, the Dude Awards. So my Dude Awards, for those of you that are new to the program, it goes like this. People do arrow up, arrow down. People do thumbs up, thumbs down. People have different ways that they want to like talk about players that are doing well and players that are doing bad. I'm doing the Dude Awards. So if a, dude, if a player is playing well, it's, dude, you're playing good. Dude. If you're not playing good, then it's, dude, this isn't working, right? So now that you know kind of what the Dude Awards are all about, my dude Dude, you're playing good. It goes to, first and foremost, let's give a huge shout-out to Boogie Basham. First game, first career game, first career sack. On a very, what I would consider, uh, uh, motor play, energy play, he did, he was relentless, did not give up. He could have very easily given up uh, on that play, but he didn't. He stayed after it. Dude, My first dude award, dude award, goes to Boogie Basham. My second dude award goes to Spencer Brown. Also, rookie football player for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, playing in his first game as a starter, 
The kid was a freak. He played really, really well. Um, I'm not going to give away the breakdown. I'm going to ask you to come back tomorrow, 9 o'clock, for the John Fina show. Off tackle with John Fina. John is going to break down Spencer's game. And then I've got a kind of a combined dude award for my last one that goes to Jaquan Johnson, DeMar Hamlin, and Cam Lewis. These guys played lights out, uh, not only for uh, Jordan Poyer and Taron Johnson, but also when Micah came off the field, they just played incredibly well. These guys get the dude award for me. So those are my three dude award winners. My dude, really. Award goes to no Buffalo Bills player. It goes to Tiki Barber. <laughs> That's what you get, Tiki. Dude. Really? Really? Really, dude? Really? Ugh. It's freaking awful. Why does why does that guy get to do that job and I don't? That's all I want to know. I just want to know why that guy gets to do that job and I don't. And like always, like every single week, what we do is we read the mafia's reactions and overreactions, and that's how we close out the show. I tweeted out sometime after the football game this tweet overreaction post-game show. Hey, Bills Mafia, how does this 40 to nothing win over the Texans have you feeling? Reply to this tweet, reading your responses on the show live at 9 p.m. Zach Bass, at Zach, B-A-A-S-E. Exactly what we expected. The better team won. Injuries were our worst nightmare, and seeing Milano injured with the Chiefs game looming is very uh, is very concerning. But a win is a win. Bring on the Chiefs. Right there with you, Zach. My guy, Andrew Miller, at M-I-L-L-O-C-I-G-A-R-I-L-L-O. Was Cody Ford benched after one play? So is next week Williams and Brown at right guard, right tackle, respectively. No, he was not benched after one play. He did not start this football game. Cody Ford did not start. He actually came in in the fourth quarter uh, to spell Darrell Williams at that point in time when they pulled the starters off the field. Uh, NYAP in the 716. This is T Estelle from Built in Buffalo. My girl T at T E E S T E L L. This was a weird game. I agree, T. We are we are on the same page with that one. With Josh coming out with a pick and the weather, it just seemed off. I'm glad we won. We are on to the Chiefs. I think there's a little bit of relief in people, right? Some of us have a little bit of relief in this football game. My guy Saxa Dave, all the way from the UK. At Saxa Dave, you've got to feel ecstatic after that second shutout in three weeks. Dave always brings the positive energy. For those of you that know about Dave, my guy always brings the positive positive energy. So it was like, so it was versus Mills in and bad weather. But this D keeps uh, getting better. Backups balled out, all made big plays. No pick six, but I'll take the Jaquan the the Jaquan interception. I think hope the injury scares. We're just precautionary. Go Bills. I think so, too. So when we're talking about Taron Johnson, Jordan Poyer, uh, Feliciano, I think they were sat just to because we can set them. The question is going to be, as we talked about at length, right, this Matt Milano injury. Hanover, at Joey Hanover. Absolutely ecstatic for this Chiefs game next week. Besides the Broncos, who just started their game against the Ravens, we have allowed the fewest points in the league so far. There's your answer. And after tomorrow, we will be somewhere in the top five for points scored. Pretty darn good, or pretty damn good differential. We're actually top two, so we are number two right now. Or number one? Was it number one or number two? Number two? Number one. I don't remember. I just told you. Whatever it was, I just told you guys. I've already forgot. Megs. At foul underscore Megs. F-O-W-L underscore Megs. 40 to nothing, baby. Hashtag wildest dreams land. 
There it is. I got to figure out some way to make this thing go viral. This wildest dreams land. Enjoy this win and rest up next week. They slay the beast. LFG. You all know what that means. Let's freaking go. C-Dub hashtag Bills Mafia at Chris Wells 73. Big uh, evil laugh. Mwahahaha. Bring on the freaking Chiefs. Also, time to buy a Spencer Brown jersey. Is everybody running out to buy a Spencer Brown jersey or what? I don't know if you caught it, but there's actual footage of him making fun of one of the safeties or one of the defensive backs for the Texans about his height because he was like, I think he's 5'10". And Spencer Brown is just basically like, you know what, dude? Like, stop talking to me. Until you grow a little. Stop talking to me. It was great. My guy, Robbie, uh, let's talk 716 sports at Robbie 39 bowler. It is a great win. Hopefully they don't underestimate the Kansas city chiefs. I don't think they will, bro. Bills media, 716 at bills media, or I should say at media, 716. I feel like I've said this the last three weeks, three convincing wins. And I still don't think we've seen the best version of this offense, brother. I'm right there with you. This team truly has no ceiling, and I'm all for it. Everybody played well today, even if injuries, uh, even with injuries to multiple starters. Man, this Casey uh, Casey game will be crazy. I'm already nervous. I'm just gonna admit it. I'm I know how I'm gonna feel right now at halftime next week in this Kansas City Chiefs game. I'm not looking forward to. It. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not looking forward to it. I got a I got a gift here from uh, Austin at Writing My Life ninety one. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, Gordon Ramsey uh, asking somebody what they think of the food. And the person says, it's just like sex on a plate that I, I'm just reading this. This is not me. I apologize if there's any kids watching the show. Um, yeah, it is what it is. So, uh, where are we at? Uh, I got another gift from P I L I P H Pilaf at O C underscore pro Interesting. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I love that gif. And then I've got uh, Carleen Marie at Carleen Marie underscore one giving me the Josh Allen doing the windmill gif. And then I got one more for my guy, Matt, Gum Matt Montgomery, who is actually in the show. Why do I have a notification here? Matt Montgomery from uh, who's who's actually in the show right now. And I'll read you his because he was partying it up after this football game. And he literally says to me, Joe, I'm not good in Twitter, but here's my question for the overreaction podcast. This is his uh, how am I how I'm feeling tweet. How good does it feel that we have the best defense defense in football and we steamroll teams we're supposed to? I brought this up to Sterles on the Hump Day Hotline. I brought this up last night to Justice on the Time to Shine. This team is that good and this schedule is that easy. I'm going to say that again. This team is that good and this schedule is that easy. There's nowhere to go, nowhere to go from here but up. We're going to find out a lot. We're going to find out a lot next Sunday night against the Chiefs, who have not, by the way, been playing fantastic football. Let's just be honest for a second. There's a little bit of a kink in the armor out there in Kansas City, and there might be some things on tape. And by the way, this defensive line is much improved with Starla Tulele, who we did not even talk about on this show. Greg Rousseau, who we did not even talk about on this show, right? There's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to be excited about. Bill's Mafia, Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, Victory Wednesday. It's just it's just a victory week, and it's going to be exciting and fun, and we got a fantastic game coming up. Enjoy this win. Enjoy Josh Allen. Enjoy Coach McDermott, Brandon Bean. Enjoy this whole entire football team. Just enjoy it.
Thank you guys so much for joining me and tuning in, whether you're tuning in with me live or in podcast form. You've been tuned into the overreaction post-game show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network. I'm your host, the voice of the overreaction post-game show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. Make sure you join me tomorrow at 9 o'clock live for the Off Tackle with John Fina show. But until then, I love you guys. Thanks so much for just being a part of the show and just doing this with me. I can't say enough about how awesome you guys are. Till next week, guys. Or I should say till tomorrow. Go Bills. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment, combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features. 